Cubs fans, and welcome to a brand new edition of Cubs on Tap. I know I don't sound like myself. I am getting over a terrible sinus cold, but I am Ron Luce, and I am joined by the one and the only Mr. Joey Vircota. You can find him at Joey Knows Nothing on Twitter because it ends in I-N because that stands for win, baby. And I'm just saying that, Joey, because we talked about it a little bit the last time you and I got the chat. Uh, I've I've started tailing and I've been cashing and I am not historically a good baseball gambler, but following you, I have become one. So thank you for that. But we are here to talk Cubs baseball tonight. And unfortunately, the Cubs fall tonight five to four and what seemed like a pretty good rally effort here. Um, and we'll get to that in just a few minutes. But first, let's address how are you tonight, sir? Ron, I've been better. Honestly, uh, I've been better. Listen, I I appreciate the kind words there, and I'm glad that you're making some money tailing me on baseball picks because uh, Jesus Lazardo came through again tonight with the over for the strikeout prop. But love so that. I'm happy about that. I love that. Uh, Reed Detmers did not come through for me. It was not my pick, but I did bet it. But he did have a no hitter tonight. So it's like, how do you have a no hitter and not go over your strikeout prop? It's like, okay, I can't really fault you though. Great game, buddy. Uh, Congrats to him. The Cubs, man. The Cubs. Uh, we could talk about the Dodger series. I'm pretty past that. And, I mean, I know you might want to recap it slightly. I don't know. Uh, I'm, like, honestly just done with it because I'm just upset about it. And I feel like we'll keep it. We'll keep it. We'll keep it the three sentences. The Cubs got swept. It was sad. Let's move on. I think that's the perfect way to say it. Um, yeah. Because outside of that, I don't want to talk about it. The Dodger series was bad. I think we all knew it was going to be bad. It was bad. I was sick during most of it. Like, it was just a bad weekend. We'll just keep it at that. It's in the past. Um, but yesterday, Cubs gave us a little bit of hope. 6 nothing win. Um, and, Joey, we're, we're going to touch on this a little more on tomorrow's show. We'll recap the series as a whole. But um, you brought up and you tagged Juice and I about Kyle Hendricks's changeup when he's in nicer weather. And it... It looked that way yesterday. Eight and two-thirds for him of scoreless ball. Seven Ks for him. That's a nice K number from his best yeah. of the season so far. Um, maybe outside of opening day, to be honest with you. So when that changeup's going, man, he is he is a treat to watch. Um, so, that I mean, that's probably the biggest takeaway from that win yesterday. That That is beautiful to see out of the professor. Diving, disgusting, tunneling, channeling, like like – Kyle Hendricks was absolutely elite. He was Kyle Hendricks, the professor. It was a master class yesterday, last night, I should say. Uh, actually, two nights ago now, because we were recording this Absolutely. Central Time, 1220, um, you know, on here on a Wednesday. But, yeah, I mean, honestly, dude, Kyle Hendricks, he pitches like that. I, I saw Pitching Ninja's overlay, and it was incredible between that sinker the fat or the fastball, it might have been the four seam actually. I'm not sure if which fastball was it was either the sinker or the four seam mixed with the changeup, and it looked like the same exact pitch. Everything from the windup to the release to the tunneling of the baseball to the until the drop off. Incredible stuff last night from Kyle Hendricks, um, in game one. And if he's going to continue to pitch like that, I mean, look, we saw it like we did on opening day. When he's on and that changeup's on and that command is on, he's still a very damn good pitcher. Like this is still the Kyle Hendricks that we've been accustomed to seeing over the years. If he can pitch like that and tap into it, so maybe he's found that changeup again. 
Um, he threw a ton of them too. He threw more changeups than any other pitch, and he's done that a couple times this this season as well. Just like he did opening day at the game we were at. So uh, that was great to see because we were sitting here. If, I feel like he's listening to Cubs on tap, just like Patrick Wisdom does sometimes. Like when we start ragging on Patrick Wisdom, our boy Tyler likes to say uh, here at Cubs on tap. He likes to say that Wisdom is listening to Cubs on tap. I think. Yeah, and I think that Hendricks might be too, starting to to follow the lead here. Like we were getting on him a little bit. Like, is this Hendricks? Is he falling off the rails? And maybe he's not. <laughs> he just he said, needed some time. He said, "Hold my beer, and uh, let me let me show you what I can really do." And yeah, man, I totally agree with you. Uh, I think we're onto something here. I just need warm weather for the rest of the baseball season across America. Anytime that Kyle Hendricks is pitching, uh, wherever it is, because when that changeup is on, uh, and it seems like his his changeup works when it's hot out outside of opening day every great start he's had it's been great weather so let's let's keep it beautiful every time that Kyle takes the ball because if that's what we're going to get yes please yeah a little reverse psychology always always a little reverse psychology we're 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 always here to play games we're not we're not superstitious we're just a little stitious so um but speaking of just i i can't even give reverse psychology for this one but let's get into it tonight's game um, overall, we got to see Wade Miley debut tonight. Probably not the debut he would have liked to have either. Um, five walks, tough. Um, but good to have him back. He's healthy. That's another healthy arm. We're seeing all the injuries and IL stints and all these things come up for the Cubs right now in the new cycle. So that's an encouraging sign to finally see is getting some reinforcements in the starting uh, rotation. But really the only like, obviously, you know, Nico was good. And I know we'll probably talk about that more tomorrow too. You know, there was encouraging things. There was still, there was still some good. Oh yeah, right? still some good. Alfonso Rios looked nice, but holy shit, man! Let's let's just address. Let's let's air out the dirty laundry here. And I think a lop is getting onto that course of Rob Manfred. Fix the fucking uh, baseballs. And he didn't say the fucking part. I added that for uh, effect. Yeah, um, dude. It needs Sound to be off, said. baby. Sound it off. Needs to be said. You see it in my in my title in my name right here. MLB sucks. Rob Manfred sucks. MLB owns Rawlings. Listen, you own the baseball company, but you can't figure out the baseballs. I am I am totally convinced, hundred percent, that that baseball should have left the yard. One hundred two point five off the bat from Frank Schwindel. He thought it was gone. We thought it was gone. I'm pretty sure Boog thought it was gone when it was hit. That baseball, there's no reason why, in my opinion, that baseball didn't leave the yard and that we should be looking at a Cubs win right now. But because of all these balls, it's not just this game. It's not just Schwindel. It's not just the Cubs. And I'm not sitting here like a shitty Cubs fan or like a piss poor, sore loser Cubs fan. Or like a Milwaukee Brewers fan. Or like a Milwaukee Brewers fan because we've heard from them too, right? Yeah. It's all across baseball, man. All across baseball, you're seeing these balls die at the warning track. Balls that are barreled, balls that are absolutely looking like they've been smashed, get stopped at the warning track. We've even seen it from White Sox hitters. I've been watching their games too, and we've seen it from White Sox hitters where that ball should be gone. And I'm looking like uh, I'm laughing because, you know, it's the White Sox, whatever. But at the same time, I understand and I feel their pain because this is ridiculous. We've had so much more fun when we had the the rabbit ball, the bouncy ball. Balls are flying out of the yard. Just bring us that back or just stop 
fucking with it. Stop deadening the ball. How about that? No one wants to see balls die at the warning track. We love home runs. What brought baseball back? It was the home run ball in 1998. Sammy, Sammy and McGuire, like we all know, the it, it's just ridiculous, man. Nobody wants to see this game. If that game would have ended on a go-ahead, I, I believe it was a three-run, would have been a three-run homer by Frank. If that game would have – it was a grand slam at that point. That's right because he got hit. Uh, Wisdom got hit. Wisdom got hit. Yeah, that's right. So would have been a grand slam at that point. Go ahead because you got to still stop them there because they're the home team, the Padres. But nonetheless, I'm furious that this keeps happening. Like we're, we're hearing it from the announcers. The announcers are saying it. It wasn't just tonight. I've heard it all across baseball. Even last night I was watching uh, across the league. An announcer goes, there's a drive. Deep left field. It's got a chance. Caught mm-hmm. at the wall. Like, dude, come on. Like nobody wants to see this stuff. Fix the problem, man, Fred. Fix the baseballs and just, I don't know. I'm, I'm done because it's like, dude, Schwindel deserved that so much. If there's one guy... I'm not convinced that he went to, to anywhere. He was in the clubhouse eating shrimps, getting back massages, and then he got called back up from AAA, AAA, quote unquote. Um, but yeah, it, it just he deserved that. He's been in a funk. Yeah, it, it's just frustrating, man. I'm, lop, I'm honestly pissed. And a lot dropped it in the comments. He did said, "I don't care about the result of the game, but Schwindel needed that ball to leave the yard." And I absolutely agree because this is a guy right now that literally, like, his livelihood is on the line. That home run in the stat column at the end of the year means a hell of a lot more. Those four RBIs at the end of the year mean a hell of a lot more for a guy that's on the bubble. And, yep. you know, I'm all for baseball wanting like the triple back more and, and doubles. And because that's still an exciting play, too, right? Bang, bang plays are still exciting. I think that's why making the bases bigger and encouraging more stealing, I think, is the way to go. I think base stealing's fun. Yes, statistically, it's not the most efficient. No, but it's exciting. Take risks. Baseball is a game of risks. It's always a game of risks. Every decision you make. Look at tonight. He had Ian. I think it was Ian. No, it wasn't Ian Happ. Rafael Ortega running when Contreras had the full count. It wasn't two outs. He's like, they they're trust that Ross is trusting his man to either not you know take the swinging strike or just take a strike. He's either walking or he's getting contact on the ball, and it ended up being a walk. But like. That's exciting, right? Because all of a sudden you see the guy going and you hear, oh, and the runner goes. And then everybody kind of get that little perk up, right? You're you're like the dog that just saw the squirrel run by the front door. Like, <laughs> what was that? You know? Yeah. Because that's really what it is. And that's what people want. It's that, oh, it's that little excitement you get. Like baseball is that sport where things happen so quickly. And really, uh, most sports are this way in some in some form or fashion. But like it's that 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 excitement raise, that little oof, that anxiety, that nothing is that you feel. Nothing is more exciting than a triple or a steal or like yeah. an attempted steal. Like right. those and are I'm, the most exciting plays and in the I'm, game. And I am for those coming back more. But if they're trying to deaden the ball so much to do that, and you're taking away that something that people still enjoy, which is the long ball, it's going to hurt the game. Mm-hmm. I I mean, because how exciting was that tonight? I saw Frank get wood on that, and I'm like, get the. There's no way. Dude. There's no way. I'm like, there is no way that Frank just took that triple-A stint of 24 hours to heart and was like, son of a bitch, I'm fucking here and I'm putting this ball out of the yard. And then it's caught at the wall. And that's the thing. So here, Ron, so did you think it – so this is – 
maybe I was off. Like maybe I was off and I just came in real hot because of what I've been seeing around the league. Did you think he got all of that ball? I don't know if he got Hell all yeah. of it. He got all Do you of think that. he he hit enough, it out? Like enough where that ball should leave the yard. That's what I thought. Okay. And I, I get it. San Diego is more of a pitcher's park. It always has been, at least mm-hmm. in my lifetime, it always has been. I get that. And I get that wall in left is a little higher than some walls around baseball. But like, come on, that ball's got to leave the yard. And even let's be honest about Alfonso Rivas's home run. Uh, if homeboy in center field doesn't try to play it, that's not a home run. It's true. And then, but it, it, should, it probably should have been, but you yeah, know, the ball. balls. Yeah. Again, but the product that they're using. And again, it just kind of got lucky though. You're right. It, it furthers the point of why Rob Manfred is not good for baseball. And as soon as the owners recognize that he will be gone because he is the, he's the talking head of the owners. And as soon as the owners get pissed off and they start to lose money, that's the thing happen. though. Would you think that they will lose money? Because right now he's like looking for their, every need. It seems like with these owners and like, not every need, I guess I should say, but it's and like, if, but see, then here's the, here's a bigger problem is if Manfred is just really a, just puppet at this point, which, you know, to an extent the commissioner is, but like if the owners of baseball want a more dead baseball, then to me, that's the owners just wanting to pay players less money and be cheap and ruin the sport. And that's a whole nother problem that we can address on another front. I mean, that's uprising and like boycotting baseball, you know, to get some of these jag bags to sell these teams. But I don't know, man, I I'm right there with you. It's frustrating. And again, cause like, like a lop said, right. That, that could have been just confidence altering for Frank Schwindel. And we could have seen him go on a tear. You know, this, this, you know, Alfonso Rivas has a good night tonight. He gets a lucky bounce. Like, does that all of a sudden give, you know, Rivas the the further edge? I think he already had it, but it didn't help Schwindel at all. You know, and again, like people, I under, again, yes, the triple and stolen bases are exciting plays in baseball. And I think the stolen base is happening more and more. And I love that. But it's like, if you're going to deaden the balls, then what are you going to allow steroids again? Like what, what is it going to be? Like, what is going to happen? Are you going to force players to have to ruin their body just to hit a home run? Like it just, nothing adds up. And I think that's where the frustration is, is because like baseball just continues to hurt itself. And mm-hmm. it's just like, dude, ways. just make a normal ball. Like it doesn't have to be one-sided dead end. Halfway deadened, halfway juiced. Like, just make a normal ball because these guys are strong enough, dude. They're going to put it out of the park. And if you make a normal ball, like not something that's – you feel like the guy gets all of it or enough of it and it just dies. Like, come on. Like, they shouldn't be punished for doing well, right? Just because you're looking at it as – maybe that is the case. Maybe that they're looking for – triples and doubles and you know they want more contact plays and everybody keeps saying oh it's either a home run or a strikeout well you know how you fix that you work on better contact which i know it's not easy with especially the the shit that pitchers are the movement on every pitch right now is just ridiculous from pitchers across the league it's not easy to hit a baseball in this day and age like it 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 never was i was gonna say it ain't easy to hit anything above 90 miles per hour as it is 
Dude, and they're throwing, what, 97 to 102? Like, it's like, it's ridiculous. Shit's breaking more than 10 inches across the plate. You got 99 mile per hour with movement. Like, it's just, it's nuts right now what's happening. So, uh, so you don't need to deaden baseballs, though, is my point, to, to make pitchers successful in this game because pitchers will succeed. It's it's like batting average across the league. I'm not sure what it's at at this point in time right now. Batting average across the league is down. It's been down. Like I last year it went down. So it's like, I don't know, man. I, I don't want to keep harping on this point, but uh, I, I really am. It's like at what point do you – Finally, you say, hey, you know, maybe we need to adjust and try to help out the offense or at least try to make this a little bit more even because right now it's not really an even sport. It's a pitcher's sport, and it's owned by pitching. And in a sport that's really lacking popularity across the board when you're looking at comparisons to NBA, comparisons to NFL, NFL runs things. People get excited about the schedule releases, rookie mini camps. Like, dude. That what excitement is there for baseball in the offseason? What excitement is there for baseball? Like just as because there's so many games being played throughout a season. When you have 162 games, it's hard to generate that daily and weekly excitement. We are because we're diehards, but um, and we're, we're never gonna go anywhere. But there, how do you 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 can't grow the game that way, right? Like right. it's always it's always been about well, grow the game, grow the game. Uh I it's it's hard to grow the game when you can't what makes the game at this point mm-hmm. like kids and people get excited about home runs and they get excited about offense uh, i'd say more so than once they become a real diehard fan then you get into the pitching you get into the at least that's like in my opinion i feel like that's more traditional right and i, I think something that i could you can maybe compare it to other sports is like like think about like with hockey right like to me, like the pitchers are the goaltenders. Your job is to keep the other team from scoring. Ultimately, that's you know what it's become, right? I think at the beginning of it was, hey, you just start the play. Now it's you know <laughs> you're the dude that's shutting shit down here, and you know it's it is kind of like the goaltender. And hockey kind of went through that for a while, right? Hockey was, you know, guys were scoring stupid numbers, like you know, and they were like, oh, this has to change. And then they changed it. And then like goalies really took over for a while. And then like, they've been kind of tweaking stuff. And now it feels like it's kind of hit a harmonious balance where like, yeah, your, your, your goalies are still going to be really good. And there's going to be guys that still have incredible seasons and, you know, and your league average is still going to be very respectable, but like, there's still enough scoring that it keeps you active. It keeps you excited. And like, that's kind of what baseball is like struggling right now. It needs to find that balance. Trust me, I'm all for the Kyle Hendricks pitching gem that he threw yesterday. But I'm Same. also I'm also for the, you know, the eight seven victory where you need a couple of home runs to keep the the score tight. You know, one team goes up around, the other team comes back. Like I'm also good with that too. And it's finding that harmonious balance that I think the MLB just has no concept of right now. And I think that's because of the people that are at the top. So you know, it, it, it's it's such this large topic, and I mean, hell, I, I think we'll have to table and just have a conversation about this. Maybe this is like a, you know, an all-star game special preview episode or something that we can release is like a, just thoughts about baseball through the season or stuff, and I'm sure this would come back up, but yeah, man, it, it's certainly interesting, and it's just, it's a heartbreaker that that's how tonight's game had to end because, you know, as we alluded to already, 
Frankie Schwindel could have used that home run, man. We, I think, as Cubs fans, could have used the series win in San Diego out the bat. So deserving, man. So deserving of that, too. It's like, and you see, and you know, we didn't even talk about, but I want to talk about for a second. Say Suzuki's great at bat, pinch hitting off the bench. Big. Big at bat, man. Like he came in there and he's like, he he fell behind in the count. And then he worked his way back and struck a hard hit ball into center field. Uh, just a great at-bat by Saya. And then you had guys keeping the chain moving. Ian Hat came through clutch. I mean, like, dude, that guy is just rolling this season, having a really good year so far. Um, Nico Horner, obviously, we'll talk. We're, we're going to get more, like, into this stuff later on, I'm sure. But, I mean, Horner was hitting the ball hard. He hit the ball hard again tonight. Made great plays again at defense. People forget, coming into the season, and I'm just going to say this, yes, of course people were worried about his defense at shortstop. It was highly talked about by a lot of people, um, and he's proving everybody wrong. And people forget that he was drafted in the first round, the 2018 draft, as That's a, a shortstop, shortstop out of Stanford, as a shortstop. And guess what? He could have been drafted ahead of – Nick Madrigal, and he was drafted like 24th in his class, and Madrigal was drafted fourth. Right now, who's the better player? I'm not like trying to knock Madrigal, who's on our team, but like, and he just got hit the IL, and that sucks. But maybe this is a good reset for him too to mm-hmm. go on the IL at this point. Maybe he can reset the uh, the lumber a little bit and the hitting eyes, and kind of come back and get the timing back and and just just refocus a little bit more because he was even striking out a little bit more than. I think anyone was expecting really from Madrigal. So, um, but anyways, I, I really think what Nico Horner is doing and has done so far this year is really impressive and needs to be highlighted. Like absolutely get the coloring ink out and just highlight it and say, this is a guy that looks like right now. And when he's been healthy, he's looked like a guy that can stick on this team and really be a part of this team when we get good. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I totally agree with you. I I love everything you said about Nico. And um, I'm sure, like you said, we're going to dive into that. Tomorrow's show will be a little longer. We'll have uh, have juice here. Um, Joey, we're hoping you'll be here as well. I know you said you got some things going on. We'll we'll figure out who's on the show tomorrow. But tomorrow's show, a little more in-depth. I'm sure Nico is going to be a big bright spot that is discussed. But I agree. I I think everything you said about tonight's game was perfect. He, He... and this is what I told people. I, I remember I've had this I had this conversation multiple times with my dad in the offseason. He was like, uh, so, you know, you're going out and you're signing either X and X guy at short. And I'm like, why is Nico not okay at short? And he's yeah. like, well, you know, he's not a shortstop. I was like, why? He was drafted as a shortstop. Everyone wrote like, him off, man. Yeah. And I, but I said it. I was like, for the time being of where this team is, Nico is a fine shortstop. And honestly, he's outplaying what I thought he was going to do when I was still saying he was a fine shortstop. He is a good player. Just because he doesn't look like the prototypical guy and he's unproven doesn't mean he can't be a good fucking shortstop. Javier Baez, when he first came up, was playing second base. Remember, People weren't even expecting him to go back to shortstop. Right, and then he went back and everybody, you know, you you know where I'm going with that about as you build strength, dude. Yeah. You build strength like these guys build strength as they come up and develop. Horner did that. You see the arm strength is totally there with the jump throws and like the instincts and him keeping the glove on the guy sliding into second base. Like he it, it 
your shortstop is your best player normally, like uh, all around best player, mm-hmm. defensively, most complete player, most complete player. It's usually the shortstop, like even like growing up, right? If you were a good baseball player, like a good, well-rounded, shortstop. you yeah. probably played some shortstop. Like that's just, and everybody knows this. And if Horner, Horner could play third, he could play second. Like I, I have no, it, he could probably play. He's played in some outfield. He could literally do anything. He is a ball player. Mm-hmm. And for us to put those limits on him and say that he couldn't play shortstop, not us, like me and you, but like the collective you know, us as Cubs fans, yes, yeah, it, it was a little bit early like i think people jumped the gun i don't think we should have really put the limits there i think everyone just really was enamored with the shortstop class if i'm being dead honest like the free agency shortstop class people just loved it and were like we need a piece of korea we need a piece of story and look so far they haven't killed it i mean what have those guys really done so far this season so i mean cubs fans are just greedy joey and we know we are as the collective we but I'm, I'm right there with you, man. I, I was a guy that was for Nico being the shortstop. I was like, if if Correa wants too much and they don't get somebody that's actually worth a damn and they don't get that short contract, Nico's your shortstop, bro. Because then when the time comes, if you need to move him somewhere, he has the versatility where you can. And oh, maybe yeah. you never have to. Maybe, you know, Triantos becomes a third baseman and maybe Howard becomes a second baseman. Maybe some of these other kids don't work out at short. Not every prospect's going to work out. Having Nico that can play everything, maybe he's your Ben Zobris to the next competitive team. Like, there's – and guess what? Guess what Benny played a lot of when he was a Tampa Bay Ray? Fucking shortstop. So knock it off to everybody that doesn't think Nico Horner's a shortstop. I'm sick and tired of fucking hearing it because Nico Horner's a shortstop and he continues to show it. Um, but, man, uh, it just – uh, you know, I, I love that I we're love that, that on a on a positive note because this game was very disappointing. A lot of good things, though. Like we said, Rivas had a good game. Horner had the good, you know, has had a really good series so far. Um, you know, and and we'll 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 definitely dive into that more with Juice a little bit on tomorrow's show. It'll be a little longer, obviously, with it being running late. Uh, Joey and I, we do need to go to sleep. Uh, we are not vampires, contrary to your popular belief. Uh, so West Joey, Coast baseball, man. West Coast baseball. West Coast baseball will mess you up as a Cubs fan. That is like the three trips out of the year that I like look at and groan ever so slightly when I see the start times. But I'll tell you what, man. I mean, better start time tomorrow. The Cubs and Padres are back at it as a 310 start. Oh, that's so nice. Um, for the getaway day, Cubs are off on Thursday before they head out to Arizona uh, for a three-game stint with the D-backs on Friday, but as of now, pitching probabilities for tomorrow, uh, it looks like TBD for the Cubs. I heard he's a really good ball player, Joey. I don't know about you, but um, Boog, Boog was suggesting it'll probably be a bullpen day on the broadcast, even though it's not confirmed. So maybe we see, you know, Mark Leiter Jr. Maybe we see somebody like that, um, and then they just work through the pen. I think we get a good dose of Keegan Thompson tomorrow, so that's cool and tough. I, I will certainly enjoy that um, because – Keegan's just dirty, and he's he's so fun to watch right now. But um, going on the other side for the Padres will be Nick Martinez, uh, the 31-year-old. So far in the year, 2-2, two and two, 338 ERA, very respectable in his five starts. Um, you know, I'm waiting numbers- for him to get crushed, man. I've been – I've been every every game that he comes up, I'm like, this is this the day that Nick Martinez gets crushed? Let Please, please let it be the Cubs day. Please. 
I like that. Yeah, let it let it be tomorrow. Let it be for a series win for the Cubbies. So, Joey, I am going to turn it right back over to you really quick, and I want to hear uh, just some some short thoughts here on what you're looking for tomorrow. Um, obviously, we will recap this and talk about this all tomorrow night at some point. Um, and then uh, we'll do some Fly the W players, and then we'll wrap this thing up and get the hell out of here. Yeah, I mean, just quick thoughts. I, I Let's get a win. <laughs> let's, let's get Love a win. That. We can uh, – yeah, let's just let's let's get a win tomorrow. And honestly, I want to see Schwindel in the lineup in, at DH because of that hard hit ball. Uh, maybe that helped his confidence because he thought it should have been out, and he can look back and say, "Hey, dead and ball, whatever." Like somebody can talk to him and be like, "Yeah, dude, that's probably a home run." And hopefully, he's like one of the guys that's listening to this podcast and just says, "Yeah, Reverse you know." Reverse psychology. So I want to see Schwindel at DH tomorrow. I'm going to be honest. And I want to see, hopefully, Saya can return back to the lineup. I don't know. Hopefully, his ankle is like good enough to to play. I'm not sure because uh, even when he get on, got on, I believe uh, Ildemar Vargas pinch ran for him. So we'll see about that. Uh, yeah, let's hope this TBD guy uh, has some some good stuff tomorrow. Yeah, let's hope TBD um, just looks like a good old chap. He's he's almost as good as cash considerations, though. I, I've heard that guy's a little <laughs> better. I think his fastball's just a bit a bit uh, faster and a little better velo. But um, overall, I've heard they're both pretty solid players. But, yeah, man, I, I agree with you. Get a W tomorrow. Um, guy that we actually failed to mention now that I realize it, I, I feel ashamed, is Wilson Contreras is having a fucking series. Oh, yeah. Um, really? He's they said at one point he was like nine for his last 14 or something nonsense like that. He's just been – keep him in that leadoff spot. I think he thrives being the first guy up. Like he's got that energy. Um, and so that's that's my preview for tomorrow. Keep keep Willie there. Keep that energy going. If Sayak can come back, that'd be great. And I'm cool with Ross moving guys around the lineup and riding hot hands. Right now, Willie's your hot hand. Let him be at the top of the lineup and set the tone. He definitely set the tone tonight. And I actually, I also enjoy our boy Rafael Cortega um, getting some fucking tick at the top of the lineup because he's been good too. That he was all right, yeah, he's yeah. been pretty solid. So you I know, mean, moving, you know, he's moving on the base paths. You know, he effectively stole that third run for the Cubs tonight, so that was you know nice to see. But I mean, hey man, I, I'm right there with you. Bullpen just needs to come through and get the job done tomorrow. Bats can show up a little bit. Tattoo Nick Martinez and. Uh, Hey, you get to celebrate an off day in beautiful Arizona on Thursday uh, before taking on the D-backs over the weekend. Joey, your Fly the W pick. Or, well, no, sorry. We're doing series Fly the W picks. But yeah. just this will be just for your and I's fun. Um, this one doesn't go toward the official tally. But who who are you looking for tomorrow? Who's your guy that you're like, if the Cubs are going to win, he's got to have a day? Oh, man. Cubs are going to win. He's got to have a day. Nick Martinez. I'm gonna say Ian Happ. Mm. I think Ian Happ. I, I dude, he's clutch tonight. Uh, he's been having a really good year. Lefty against Nick Martinez. I think Ian Happ. I think if he has a good game, we're probably doing good things. And if he's in the middle of that lineup, doing good things. I like that a lot. I am. Uh, I am gonna ride with Wilson Contreras. I think if if he stays hot, they're they're gonna find a way. And if he stay continues to stay hot. I don't know how you don't make him a part of your future plans. Um, yeah, extend the man. Extend the man. He just continues to prove why he's necessary to this team, um, not only for the now, but I think for the future as well. Um, really, the key will just be start moving him around if you need to to keep him healthy. 
Start using him as the DH more if you have to. Do whatever it takes because um, the guy's infectious. That energy is something that you can't just have, right? You can't you can't develop like you can develop talent. You can't develop energy. Certain guys have certain energy, and, and Wilson's one of those guys that has some of that BDE that you need on the baseball diamond. So um, I'm going to go with Willie as, as my pick for tomorrow. Like he, ball, he balls out. The Cubbies find a way to win. Um, I like it. But, Joey, before we wrap up, want to remind everybody Cubs on Tap, official Cubs podcast of the On Tap Sports Network. Check out all of our great work on tapsports.com, at On Tap Sports on our social media. Uh, Cub, at Cubbies on Tap is where you can find the pod specific accounts on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Loose on Tap on Twitter. Joey is at Joey Knows Nothing. And that ends in IN because that stands for Win Baby. And he's over on the On Tap Bet stuff as well. Be looking out for those daily pick videos uh, on the Twitterverse and on the uh, the, the old, uh, I think the kids call it the uh, the. T- TikTok. Um, be sure to check that out <laughs> as well. Um, I'm starting to lose my voice because, as I said, I'm not fully back yet. But you know the drill Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, Sox. We've got it all. www.ontapsports.com at ontapsportsbet. Oh, sports net on social media, the on tap sports network. Go ahead and check out what's on tap in Chicago sports. Joey, it's always a pleasure, my man. Late night edition Cubs fall in a very sad manner, but they got a chance to still win the series tomorrow. And then everybody gets a well-needed off day on Thursday before the D-backs over the weekend. So, sir, what do you say? We got out of here. The only way we know how to, it comes on tap. Let's go Cubs. Let's go Cubs.